Hey everyone, you're listening to The Reckless Pursuit. My name is Cody. And my name is Elaine. Elaine, what are we talking about today? Today we are talking about worth and value and fear of the unknown. Ah yes, so cryptocurrency. Basically. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, fear and worth and that's a fun topic. What brought that up? I think I brought that up. You brought brought that that up. (laughs) Remind me why we're talking about that, and then I'll start talking. So basically, you're having a conversation with somebody about their value and their worth. Ah, yes, right. Mm -hmm. Yes, very good. So how does that apply to what we're talking about today? So this applies in the realm of spirituality and like that sounded so like you're trying to write an essay. This applies in the realm of how (laughs) you do. I went to college. I had to write all the essays. So, but basically in spirituality or on the spiritual journey, on your nomadic journey. A lot of it can be scary because there's a lot of unknown and not even just deconstruction. Like it, whenever I think of unknown, I don't think of frozen. I think of over the garden wall, the the tome of the unknown or whatever. I just think of like small black shapes floating by Mewtwo's head. Mm. So suit sprites. No, unknown from like the Pokemon. I never never caught any, any of those. Get anyway, on topic. Stay hey, you on topic. Keep getting me off topic. No, that's my job. <laughs> you're the one that's supposed to steer this ship. Basically, I just dance and your spiritual journey, your nomadic journey, can. F- there's a lot of unknown in that because every day you have new experiences with people and you see different. You have different understandings of God, and sometimes it feels. It, it can be crippling. Especially because sometimes it feels lonely because it feels like you're the only one going through this thing. You're the only one asking these questions. You're the only one who is discovering these things about yourself. And sometimes we think, oh, we have nothing to provide or we have no value. We have no worth because we don't know what to expect. Well, and let me kind of build off that because I remember more specifically from my point of view why like this topic was brought up. So it's kind of tying back to like, when you're told you have a certain value, that's what you're worth. Oh, I'm worth seven twenty five an hour. That's, you know, like the bare bones minimum wage, whatever bullcrap. I'm worth $15 an hour, worth $100 an hour, whatever the time, you know, because I was thinking about this in terms of like work value and stuff. And that ties over into spirituality because like when you're at church, you're like, oh, I'm not, I'm just a dirty rag. I'm this and that. You tie back to what you're worth. And that is the lens in which you view everything through, you know, seems like a lot of money to a teenager. And then when you're in the real world making money and everything, you know, you may think a salary of $70,000 sounds like a lot of money until you start making $100,000. When you're making $100,000, a million dollars seems like a lot of money unless you bring in a million a month. Like you tier based on your perspective. And there's nothing wrong with this inherently as much as it is like the same thing applies spiritually oh, I'm this, and then I'm this, and then I'm this. And like you kind of learn these new aspects of who you are in Christ, and you begin to look at it through this understanding. Go ahead. Which I was going to say, this could tie into like specific roles in the church. Like as a worship pastor, like if you lost your voice, it's like, oh, I have nothing to, I have nothing to give in the church. I can't lead worship because I can't sing. Like all these things are like, right. and not even in a negative way, like not like you got your role or title. Um, like taken from you, stripped from you, just like something happened. And you're like, oh, I can no longer give in this area. I That was the only thing that I was good for and now I'm nothing. And it's like, actually, you have an abundance of worth and value. Well, and that kind of ties, uh, I recorded, I was 
actually walking through the field next to the house here uh, doing a meditation the other day. And I recorded a video that I've been meaning to post to TikTok and Instagram. My only thing is, I think part of the audio cut out halfway through. When I, so like, I got to figure out if I have to re-record it, which sucks. But basically, I was talking, this is what I was meditating on before I ever had this conversation with anyone else, of how humans view our worth as humans through the lens of what we accomplish. We want to change the world. We want to change the world. We want to change this. We want to change that, you know. I think in my time serving in church, that's all you talk about is like new revival and like blah, blah, blah and winning souls and all this stuff. And like everything's about these big gargantuan steps, but it ignores the bigger aspect of humans like that's cool and all. But like if you really want to change the world, it takes those little things, right? Like it used to like, how do I say this? What really changes our world is getting away from all these big things and these pressures of changing the world. <laughs> like I used to, you change the world most when you're not even trying, right? Like go for a walk, like get in a good headspace mentally. If you are mentally and health, like mentally healthy, if you are spiritually healthy. And what do I mean by that? I mean, like if you have a good, healthy view of your spirituality, of who God is, of all these things, then you're going to change the world because you radiate literal energy around to those around you know you walk in a you walk in a room where like you can you've heard the term like you could cut the air with a knife like come on this stuff you could call it like emitting energy you could call it the vibe of the room you could say wow it's tense in here we know we pick up on those things without even knowing in some kind of degree some kind of level we literally pick up on those things and it's mind-blowing to me how like we tend to view our lens of those of like God and view our lens of ourselves through scenarios without even realizing like, hey, if we just choose, if we actively choose to take care of our mental health and everything, if we actively choose to put ourselves in these good situations. And of course, there's times where you have down. Like there's always times, but, you know, you get what I'm saying, like the general gist of it, then we're going to change the world because whenever we create more rooms where the atmosphere is uplifting because we're in uplifting spirits, we're going to uplift more people. Like you're going to not cut the person off on the interstate and cause like a wreck or cause someone to get angry. You're going to genuinely emit more joy, which radiates to people to create more joy. And I think that we get so caught up driving ourselves to the grave, worrying about how we appear, worrying about what we need to do to achieve this and achieve that worrying about all these things and it's fine to strive it's good to strive but our value is so much more like no one should be talking down to you at your work you're worth more than that oh but i need a job i need to make this much money blah 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 i get that we have to make money to live i understand that like but it's not worth you losing your humanity for a dollar the same goes spiritually oh like i just i need this community i need like to be in church i need to do this i need to do that like, that's fine and dandy if you think you need that, but it's not worth giving up your freedom. It's not worth giving up uh, your your well-being or well, even more specifically. How well, well, or how much value are you even contributing when you don't think you have any? Right. And like sooner or later, if you're in the position where you're constantly, uh, I guess, being stripped of your value, stripped of thinking you have no options, if you're in, a, in an atmosphere that is taking and not giving, 
if there's not an equilibrium there, you know, if it's an unhealthy, what is an unhealthy atmosphere? An unhealthy atmosphere is simply something that is taking and not giving, right? There's not, there's, there's more take than there is give. In reality, there should be equal parts give and take. Now, there are scenarios where, like in our relationship, Elaine, I have to give more because, like, for instance, in 2018, when you were in the hospital, I had to give more because you were sick. Then when my mom passed away, you had to give more because I was mentally unaware and unprepared. Which reminds me of way back when we first started the show, like before even episode 10, whenever we had Clint and Carol Moore on here talking about marriage, it was a two-part series, and they were talking about how marriage isn't equal. Mm-hmm. And like people say, oh, marriage is a 50-50 balance. Well, that's not accurate because like you were saying, like there are certain times where you have to show up more, I have to show up more. And that also means in in business and in your spiritual life, it's not just marriage. It's friendships, relationships, like familial relationships and work relationships and stuff like that. Right. But to clarify, that's a give and it goes back and forth. If you're in an atmosphere that's only taking and not giving, if you're in an atmosphere that is giving 5% and you give 95% back, you know, like it's, it's siphoning from you, that's not a healthy atmosphere. And in doing so, you rob yourself of value. And when we start seeing our value, it changes our relationship with God. It changes our relationship with others. It changes everything because we have so much more worth than we deem. You know, like I hate that like dollar systems define America or define the world, really. Like, oh, this person's skill set is worth 20000 and this person's skill set's worth 100000 Like, I mean, I get that there are jobs and like that doesn't I don't have an issue with people being paid differently. I have an issue with people not making a livable wage, but I don't have an issue with people getting paid differently. Like that doesn't offend me. Like I don't expect to make what Elon Musk has made in his life doing what he has done. Like he was in the right place at the right time. He had the right investments, blah, 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 blah. You know, I don't expect to make what CEOs of Amazon make because that's not my place. And you know what? It doesn't offend me, but to, to look at another human being, to walk into a room with Elon Musk and Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos, and for any moment to think that they are superior to me is flawed. Well, and that's like we also put not just like CEOs, but like celebrities on mm-hmm. pedestals and like all these things of like, oh, like you're Marilyn Monroe or whatever, like you have all the significant value. And it's like, actually, I have the same value. Yeah. Now, is there something you can learn? Sure. But there's something they can learn, too. And that kind of goes to the whole thing. This is something that I've loved about this current like generation we live in is we've kind of come to a place where titles don't hold authority anymore. Uh, like that, like respect is finally coming to a place where it's like people have to earn respect. It's not just given out freely. That was one of the biggest flaws with like, and still is in a lot of ways, but like we're kind of coming to terms with that is like, I will walk into a room and I will mutually give respect to everyone in this room. But the moment that they don't reciprocate that respect, I don't care if they're the boss. I don't care if they are the pastor. I don't care if they're the senior vice president or the, the you know, the vice president elect. I don't care who they are. If they do not respect me, I'm not going to reciprocate that respect to them. On a human level, I will, of course, like I'm not going to disrespect another human. I'm going to do my best to respect them within my boundaries to protect myself in that situation. But like, you're not going to go out of your way to be like extra kind or extra. Giving. Well, I don't have to. Yeah. Like, I don't they don't I don't owe them anything in life. And I think that's where it kind of comes down to is like we are all 
human and we're all on the same playing field that is how we are designed spiritually how we are designed that is what christ came to do is to level the playing field hey you elites you know my my tax collectors and fishermen are equal with you like that's just how it is like oh you're gonna kill me okay fine whatever like you know that doesn't change anything this person over here who's a prostitute oh yeah she's equal with all of you casting stones like that's the message of Christ is that despite your social economic standpoint, you're still a human being. You're still a human being. And I think that our system, and I say system, like you get the idea, like all of it is designed around placing people and teaching people that you are this peg in this, you are this cog right here. And it's designed to keep people suppressed so they don't realize their full value. Because if people started realizing their full value, like, let's just think about this for a second. If across the board, people started realizing their full value, businesses would start having to step up their game. Okay. Uh, People would have to start stepping up their game to be able to keep the jobs right. Right. Because they see the value in what they're doing. Aside from just work, a lot of institutions, even spiritual institutions, they wouldn't have butts in seats, you know, like. There, a lot of this stuff, not everywhere, not saying everywhere, but a lot of this stuff is designed to keep us where we're at because if they can keep you where you're at, just like, okay, let's just call out another one here, the self-help industry. The self-help industry, a lot of it is designed to keep you where you at, where, right where keep you are. Keep buying on the books, keep going to yeah, the conferences. Yeah, like you have the thing right here and it's just fluff words, but no practicality, you know? I want to keep you right where you're at because where you're at, you have enough motivation to want to try to buy the next thing to feel good, but I'm not going to actually tell you and get you to where you want to go. Same thing with religion, same thing with politics, same thing with work. Well, and it reminds, I don't know the verse you may, but the verse where it's like talks about like how we're the hands and feet of God mm-hmm. and everything and how, how everyone has like different jobs basically or different sure. like quote positions sure. or roles if or whatever. If the hand wanted to be a foot, then the like, what good would that do? Because yeah, then you wouldn't have a hand. But it's kind of all thing. needed. Right. Like it's all for the same mission, the same goal, which is humanity and connecting with God sure. and one another. But yeah, like different people are going to have different positions and roles and leadership skills and different strengths and gifts and all of that. But that doesn't make my strength better than yours. It doesn't make me inferior to yours kind of thing. And like, we're all designed to work for the common good of humanity and connecting with Christ. But that's going to look different. But that doesn't mean that the hand is more important than the foot or the eyes are more important than the voice or whatever analogy you want to take that. So I think the general gist here is it's time that we as humans start realizing our value, not just in the workplace, but also in spiritual settings, that we are all equal in God's eyes. We're all doing this thing together. And that's not even a shot at the man, you know, using air quotes at the man, whoever, that, like the pastor or the the CEO or whatever. That's just realizing, like, even kind of bringing it down this way. A lot of times they're put in that position and they're withholding this idea that they have to be this thing. And their humanity has been robbed, too, because it's just it's 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 almost like the matrix. (laughs) Like you have these things pulling the strings. It's this systemic stuff that's pulling the strings, because whether it be tradition or whatever you want to call it, this is how it's been. Well, you got to try like when you start giving their humanity back too, it's almost like breathing life into that situation. Like, hey, I acknowledge you 
as a fellow human, you're not just this thing over here barking orders like to be afraid of, yeah. Right. Like you're a human too. And a lot of times that anger and frustration and the rudeness and the manipulation, blah, 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 blah. A lot of that comes down to the simple fact that these people are also just trying to exist and like they're doing what they've been taught to do. And they're in the same position, just, you know, two degrees to the right or whatever, looking at it from a slightly different perspective. But it's still like we're all humans. We all have the same value and worth, which is immeasurable. And that's really what I want to just kind of get out of this is like you have to make those hard choices to choose what your atmosphere is because it's really I mean it's spiritual and mental and physical life or death like it's like we're not designed to live in those situations like your body knows it you're not designed to live under that kind of stress this constant pressure like you know we're designed to be able to have bursts of adrenaline to run away from animals or like to get out of the way of a moving car or whatever you're not designed to live under a constant bombardment like that is in essence kind of like that whole sin like that's the thing we're supposed to be freed from so that's what i have to say you have anything else you want to add all right we love you guys find us you can email us mail at the reckless find us and everywhere else we are at the reckless we love you guys be brave be bold and be reckless we'll, we'll talk, talk soon, soon.